Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. It's not brain science. It's rocket surgery. This is Mission to Mars starring Tim Robbins, Don Cheadle, Jerry O'Connell. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the wrong movie. Merry Kilmas, everyone. It's Red Planet. Yay! The Incomparable. Number 645. December 2022. Welcome back, everybody, to The Incomparable. I'm your host, Jason Snell. As is our tradition, although we're running out of things to do, but maybe it's <laughs> the last one. I don't know. We celebrate Val Kilmer with Kilmas. A holy time where we celebrate the great Val Kilmer. And for this Kilmus, we are going to revisit 2000's fine, fine, fine science fictional film, Red Planet. Now, I have judged that this is a rocket surgery. Some may disagree. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> joining me for this are the following <laughs> adherents to Kilmus, David J. Lore. Hello. I, I just want to say this may be a historic film for us because this is the first rocket surgery film that includes actual rocket Rockets. surgery. Oh, actual <laughs> rocket surgery. Yeah. 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 You're right. You're right. Right. Mm-hmm. Annette Weirstra is also here. Annette, may Val Kilmer be with you. Yeah. I'm just looking forward to getting to know the janitor. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Moises Chuyan is here. Hello, Moises. Oh, Val Kilmer. Oh, Val Kilmer. Your acting skills are a wonder. In films like Top Gun and Batman, you've brought joy to fans and haters alike. With your handsome face You're and charming the AI smile. AI-generated Kilmus Carol, aren't you? You've captured hearts for quite a while. And in Tombstone, you play Doc Holliday, a role that we will never see fade away. So on this festive Christmas night, we raise a glass and toast to you. Here's to Val Kilmer, true delight. Merry Kilmus and a happy new year to... Strangely, I have skeet surfing in my head now. That's nice. Also here, without a an AI-generated uh, theme, I hope, is Erica Ensign. Hi. No, no AI generated theme. Also, not my usual reaction to a rocket surgery. Usually, you know, we have our little patter. I show up and I say, why did I do this to myself? I watched a movie and I wasted two hours and I want them back. And this time I watched a movie because I'd always been curious about it. Same as always. And I actually enjoyed myself. So I feel like things are a little bit. Maybe it's just a kill miss miracle. And and I will say you are not alone. You are not alone. Hey, hey, hey. Uh, uh, let's be real. This is maybe one of the most progressive science fiction movies to come out of the 1950s. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. No, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No, it's totally I, a 50s I, movie. 1954's give, Red Planet. Yeah, I'll give you Lauren's... Um, you, why, why uh, by the way, Moy says, I think you just recapped the Roger Ebert review of this, which is pretty much a great movie <laughs> from the 50s. Um, mm-hmm. uh, three stars. What, Roger? What are you doing there? Anyway, we as the credits rolled, Lauren turned to me because she watched this one with me and she said... 
oh, that's a bad movie. <laughs> I was like, we boiled it down to it in a nutshell. Um, it is, as I mentioned at the top, uh, they made a lot of Mars movies in the early 2000s, including Mission to Mars with Tim Robbins and Don Cheadle and Gary Sinise that was directed by Brian De Palma. But this is not that movie. This is the movie directed by the great Anthony, no, sorry, Anthony Hoffman. Yeah, from such other mm-hmm. movies as Sound of Crickets, <laughs> yeah, this this South African director who who there are all these quotes attributed to him about how he spent all of this time at NASA and there was all of this effort made to make sure to get the science right, and I I I see him actually just going for the public tour at JSC <laughs> in Houston and just walking around and uh and and not feeling like he he could bother the nice actual people at nasa and just yes. walked around like a tourist bought a couple t-shirts maybe a, a click pen or something mm-hmm. and and that was the Job level done. of of science research yeah, and, and written by the great chuck farrer who turned who who wrote among other fine films navy seals hard target and Barb Wire, starring Pamela Anderson. So <laughs> Ooh, Navy SEALs. I mean I, <laughs> stuff. And Dark Man, I, which well, you know, people like it's not a good movie. I by by no stretch. Oh. I don't think anybody's but, gonna argue it's a good no, movie. No. <laughs> Agreed. D- did but, I enjoy myself? You bet yeah. your spleen I, I did. I, I did, <laughs> and I think this is the first time that I have watched a uh, that I've watched a, a rocket surgery movie that I'd never seen before and actually enjoyed myself. <laughs> so good, I good bad. Maybe uh, my we'll take maybe votes. my the bar is just so low, I guess. I was expecting horrible, horrible, horrible. Mm. And at the end it was like Oh, that I mean, it's, a, it's not. A, I was never. I was never movie. bored, which yeah. is something that I yeah. can't say for no. a lot of like even some of the the better movies that we have watched. This was this was like because we we talked about the Martian, um, not the Martian. The uh, what's the other book? Um, the problem solving, <laughs> the novel. Oh, <laughs> I can't oh, think of the name of the, it. <laughs> By Andy Weir. Project yes, Hail Mary. Yes, Project Hail Mary. And this is this is like the I didn't do any actual research version okay. of mm-hmm. that movie, so, and my bar well, is actually, is right about there. Actually, I want to I want to say because this I'm glad you brought up the Martian here because mm-hmm. I don't know the background of why Andy Weir chose to write the Martian, but I will tell you. The plot of Red Planet is mm-hmm. very close to the plot of yep. The Martian, and a lot, a lot, it has a lot of 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 plot points that are in parallel with The Martian. And I kind of wonder if Andy Weir saw Red Planet and was like, "Well, that was stupid. I could do <laughs> I a could much do more scientifically yes. accurate version of yeah. that story," and wrote The Martian, <laughs> and then made it. And I mean, boring. if nothing else, that gives a it gave us a good story. The whole time mm. when I was watching it, I was thinking, I would love to see this done by a better writer. Like good writers could actually make this into a decent movie, and then I thought, oh yeah, there's the Martian. Yeah, the Martian, the Martian is that movie. I, this yeah. this movie to me uh, comes off like a studio executive is has picked up their kid from school, and um and just you know to make conversation goes, hey buddy, we're gonna we're gonna make a movie where uh, everybody goes to Mars. They got in space. You like space, right? You want to be an astronaut? Yeah, yeah. Um, and there should be that cool guy from Top Gun. Okay, okay. Who else? <laughs> uh, another blonde guy who like doesn't play by the rules. Okay, okay. Give me a robot. <laughs> and and how about that guy from Robbery Homicide Division? Yeah, like yeah, like a yeah. robot. And then oh, oh, the bad guy from Superman. He mm. should be in it too. And there should be a 
a really smart lady who like the Top Gun guy sees naked and then he's like, I should have kissed you. And she's like, yeah, you should have kissed me. And then later they like kiss. And mm-hmm. so why, why does the lady have to be naked, Bobby? Cause. Yeah. That is gross. the question, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. So we're, let's, uh, let's, let's, uh, yeah, or the 50s or the 80s. <laughs> let's let's get into it. Uh, the, the movie begins with a voiceover from Carrie Ann Moss um, giving us a lot of backstory. Yep, um, so much. A, a lot of backstory. And actually, you know, I kind of admire it because mm-hmm. the movie's sort of like, look, okay, we're going to start this movie with uh, a bunch of astronauts flying to Mars. So why are they there? Uh, I'll just tell you now, because uh, that would be like a whole other movie and it would be kind of boring. So, so while I, I don't love it as a storytelling device, I do kind of appreciate that the movie's like, forget all that crap. You just want to see people going to Mars. You and I both (laughs) suffered through, we suffered through the first season of the first a show about going to Mars where they spend the entire first season preparing to go to Mars. And then they launch and that's the entire first season. <laughs> hey. uh, the, I did find at the very beginning, there's like those few lines about it's uh, 2025 and the world's going to be like in cri- dire crisis. And blah. I was like, this is hitting a little too close to home, people. <laughs> we better <laughs> start going to Mars right now. Or maybe not. <laughs> Although I did find it strange, too, that they're like, we uh, so we the, our planet is dying. So we've decided to terraform Mars. And I'm like, well, that's a wrinkle I didn't expect. And it went so well, except then it stopped. I'm like, well, that's a lot of detail. That is a strange plot twist. But OK. And then they're like, but now we're going to go. We're, it's the first manned mission to Mars. And I thought, really? Like, you've been terraforming Mars all this time, but haven't sent mm-hmm. anybody there at all until now? That seems a little bit strange. Also, and they have they have no advanced telemetry of, of what's going on on the no, surface. They They're completely they, blind. They have no idea what's going no on idea. on the surface. There is no quality control in this project. I just I, I think that, yeah, the, the, that they haven't sent anybody and they're terraforming Mars and they don't have like uh, eyes on it. Like we have we have multiple satellites now going around Mars, uh, taking pictures of it. We we do. We can do Mars weather reports now. But in the world of Red Planet, it's like, oh, I don't know, uh, something broke on Mars. I guess we got to send some people to check it out. If people haven't believed us up to now, I, I just if you haven't seen this movie, let me tell you, it's no event horizon. <laughs> <laughs> I also like Event Horizon. I, I enjoy Event Event Horizon. Event Horizon feels yes. much more thought through than this movie. I uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, it's a completely different kind of movie. And I think yeah. when when this movie started and we got that the the plot dump and stuff, I was I think I basically that's the point where I just sort of set my bar, set my expectations for what this movie was going to be. It's like okay, so so yeah, you're telling me this is the first manned mission to Mars. All right. That gives me exactly what I need to know in terms of how scientifically accurate this movie is going to be. And I don't need a science fiction movie to be scientifically accurate. That is not something that really appeals to me necessarily as a viewer. That's not like, yeah, sure. That's that's like a, a bonus. It's gravy if you get something like The Martian. But if you but I what I'm more interested in is whether or not I'm going to be um entertained from scene yeah. to scene and this movie did that for me uh, mm-hmm. and maybe if I had been thinking about the science a little bit more uh, that wouldn't have been the case but I think the fact that they started the way that they did really gave me you know an eye opener in terms of 
yeah, here's 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 where we should be. The uh, you know they're introducing all of the different guys who are coming on the ship, you know, and the the one girl and the robot that's named as a girl, and uh, and and talking the, the whole space janitor thing really kind of threw me for a loop because I was just like. Literally everybody who goes into space, no matter what their job is, is super duper smart and super duper capable. And they're looking down on him for some reason. Right. I was mm-hmm. that was like the one thing that like I was like, all right, it's that movie. Val Kilmer is mm-hmm. Val Kilmer's character in this Gallagher. He is a he is he likes to smash watermelons. Nope, that's not it. Uh, he <laughs> likes to he is a, an engineer. And so he, he says that he is the janitor and he's just there for all these fa- fancy scientists. Um, to he, he'll clean up for which them. is just like for me, what for me for me I, I, I make the event horizon comparison less having to do with science at all because neither movie is particularly strict on the science thing mm-hmm. for me it's for me it's that we're kind of thrown into okay here are a bunch of people you care nothing about whatsoever and have no relationship with and they're going off into space and on the one hand objectively speaking, that sounds like maybe a bad idea, maybe not a great way to get you into characters, but I kind of like that. I don't care about any of these people and I'm kind of rooting for the robot. Yeah. And I mean, (laughs) the, the thing that kind of struck me is as they're introducing them and then, and then I went and looked up the character names because you, I don't think you ever get most of the first names. They put a lot of thought into naming these characters. These are not like, you know, Bob Smith because you've got Dr. Quinn Bershenal, Chip, Pettengill, Bud Shantilas. Mm-hmm. Why? What? What? Just is... manly. I'm yeah. Thinking. They use the Wh- why name not? <laughs> generator, like D and D name generator yeah. for human astronaut, and it's yeah. so bizarre. And then, and then naming your main character after Dave Bowman mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. like a good movie. That's adorable. That's bold. It's bold. It's yeah. Big, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Big, it's like they ran move. out right there. There's big move. done. Yeah, we can't we can't top that. Uh, also, a proof that this movie was made in 2000. One of the first things that is asked is uh, is I believe Benjamin Bratt says, "Well, how many hits did you get on your website? <laughs> your website, hits on your <laughs> website." Also, we meet uh, Terrence Terrence Stamp plays uh, Chantillus. He is a chief scientist, but he's really just all about searching for God and spirituality, which is a very weird character note like it's not exactly it's not exactly matthew mcconaughey in in contact here right oh, it, thank it's, god it's he's like, he's our science guy and he says yes let me talk to you about god and like what we're being deep terrence stamp is here searching for a a, a very easy paycheck, paycheck. paycheck. yeah paycheck. and he got it he got he it found got it. it nailed it nailed it and he and he it was cleared, out probably done that's true. Yep. Yeah. He didn't even have as many days on set. No, yeah. that's spo- spoiler alert for those who are listening. Who haven't seen <laughs> he doesn't make it. Um, Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. In the section where they're flying to Mars and they do, they, you know, they, they keep at like it's day 168, all of us are right there. They're not going to take us through. This is also, not only is this not a movie about Earth falling into disrepair and them terraforming Mars and then something goes wrong. 
Uh, that's like in the in the opening. Nor is it about a, a team making their way to Mars over the course of many months, because you know we're we're very quickly in day one hundred sixty eight. But um, mm-hmm. I I thought so. Okay, so Carrie and Moss takes a shower on day one sixty eight, <laughs> and um. And she has not bathed until now. Well, that, I, I mean, yeah, my notes are like, this is just happening now. There was like, she, and then Val Kilmer walks in on her and goes, oh, sorry. And she's like, just give me the towel. And like, it's like, shouldn't this have happened on day two? Like it, <laughs> only in day 168 does this happen? And also, and I'm just going to use this to say, here is one of the fundamental things that I hate about this movie is not only are not only is it only the one woman on the crew, although she is the captain, which is nice. Also, the janitor is not around to fix the ship, so she has to fix the ship. But, and yet most of the plot points involving Carrie and Moss involve which of the boys likes her and who she's having sex with. And there's a long, there's a a scene later where she's radioing with Val Kilmer on the surface of Mars and they think that he's going to die. And he says, Oh, I should have kissed you. And at the end, the big moment when he, uh, like the character in The Martian, gets back to the ship at the end, very exciting, it is a, a, rom- a big romantic like moment and they kiss. And it's like, oh, hearts a flutter. And I thought, so that's why you put a woman in charge of your spaceship is just to have a... Uh, to, to have a sex object slash romantic target for the rest of the men on your crew. It is infuriating. Mm-hmm. You know what? Mm-hmm. I... I- it didn't bother me. I, I was annoyed by it well, at first. Get and bothered, then, Erica. It's time to get angry. I, got, I just got I just kind of got over it because she was I mean, I, I knew from the beginning that she was going to live because she very much had a final girl, like uber competent sort of feel. But then I was kind of like, you know what? Anybody at anybody who is on this ship should be that competent. Oh, sure. And it was really annoying. What was annoying to me was that none of the other people were, uh, except for, I yeah. guess, Val Kilmer. And I was really, I don't know why, but I was really ready to hate Val Kilmer. And I don't know if that's just because all of the other roles that he has has been in, but he actually <laughs> like crazy. ended up is, winning me over To be Kilmer's so heresy slowly. here, Erica. Be careful. It's, yeah. I don't usually like him. Well, it's a ship full of jocks is the problem. Like they all have jock personalities, yeah, all especially Kilmer. Yeah. But by the end, he had won me over in a way that I right. super yes. didn't expect. So that's why at the end, it didn't bother me that they had the romance because I had kind what, of fallen what, for it too. What bothers me is not that it's that she's that that is her primary function in the in, and in the story. I didn't feel like that at all. I, I <laughs> didn't feel that either. Like she literally put that ship back together by herself, mm-hmm. and then I'm like, she deserves to like have someone there to bang all the way back to Earth. I'm okay with that. Let's have a spicy I, 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 romance. Honestly, I'm, I, I, I had the initial instinct that Jason did, but I, I'm kind of I'm with Annette and, and Erica. I mean, I, look, speaking for myself, I don't know how NASA's fancy fire tube in <laughs> space system works, but Carrie Ann Moss does. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and I mean, when, when she's dealing with a crew, the rest of her crew are um, I, I'm going to use a, a Lisa Schmeiser term, Schmeiserian, uh, beautiful space idiots. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the word I wrote <laughs> yes. down is they're blockheads. Yes. They are, they are, they are jocks. They're totally. blockheads. They are dummies. They are all ex- except for Val Kilmer, I think, in the end. But yeah, they're and, they're and not only not only is she hyper competent, not only does she have agency and make choices, but she does call them all out. I just on their bull. Uh, yeah, I, I guess my, my problem with it is I know, look, I know that I can be charitable and say, obviously, she's very competent when everybody else leaves and she's the only one on the spaceship. 
it, it is very clear that she's going to fix the spaceship because it's yeah. not that kind of movie. That's all good. And Carrie Ann Moss, also at this point, she's got that Trinity thing going for her, right? It was like, she was yeah. just in the Matrix. Yes. You love her, right? It was like, yes, I do love her. That's fine. And yet, when we introduced her, it's like, oh, look, she's naked. And, oh, uh, you know, Benjamin Bratt and her relationship with him. And, and like, that's, that's the part that angered me is like, is that this is a, she, she fares well in a movie that is a, I think a pretty sexist movie. Also, uh, he's getting all oh, the yeah. girls sending him videos and stuff and uh, that she's the only woman on the ship other than the murderous robot that's coded oh, as yeah. female. Yeah, but... why is why is that coded female? That was, that was uh-huh. an amendment did bother me. And you know me. what? Hey, know. for fun, let's switch it into military but, mode but just to see what yeah, happens. But she's, it's just a switch, she's guys. She's awesome. Yeah, it's, everything turns red and it kills everybody. We're going to Mars where that's not necessary, but, you know, this is surplus yeah. military gear. It's what we have to do. Why... Why did it have military mode? The, Other so than... Because the <laughs> yeah. writer wanted it to. Because they yes. needed it for well, later, exactly. which, which they don't really they need, need a it villain. for later. They, they, could, they could have it be explained yeah. in other ways. Mentioning Kilmer, though, Erica, I wanted to say, I was surprised by this because I thought this was going to be more of the vibe of, of his Top Gun... And also a lot of his later roles, including yeah. you know, Dr. Moreau, where he's he's not so likable that he's like he's got charisma, but he's not particularly likable. And actually, he's much closer to his real genius kind of vibe yeah. in this movie where he's he, like he really doesn't even have charisma. Yeah, I did <laughs> actually. Write down, I wrote down in my notes. This could be real genius, too, if they had a sense of humor. Yeah, well, well it's, yeah. it's not so much that he is actively going after uh, the commander as everybody else is such a giant idiot in comparison that, you know, he's uh, pretty charming when you haven't exactly. been around any other yeah. humans Is that going to last after days. they get to Earth? No, no of course no, but he is not. He's, he's the most charming human being in many millions of mm-hmm. miles. Yeah. And I will say that the scene where he walks on her, where he walks in on her uh, in the shower, to me, the way that I read that is it's day 168. They have been on the ship forever and everybody's gotten careless. And that uh, was, that's why mm-hmm. he walks in on her at that point. And had he done it earlier, she wouldn't have already gotten over Benjamin wow. Brad. You are so, you you're so generous to this movie, Erica. I, I just, I liked it. I really genuinely liked it. Yeah, I have, that was a completely unnecessary shower scene in my notes. For sure. It, it was completely like, what did that do other than... It's like a, it's yeah. almost like a meet cute where they're really just trying yeah. to set up a, a connection between <laughs> different, different spelling of meat, but... Oh, <laughs> truth. Hey, truth. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay, so pilot, <laughs> the, the robot has military mode for no reason. Benjamin Bratt has girls sending videos over, like the from the NASA downlink of uh, all the girls yep. who are sending them his, uh, they're like the cam girls sending him videos. Um, mm-hmm. There is the, there is the line where it, at they're all drinking and they're all blockheads, and there's that line that's like, "I will be the king of Mars," and she yeah. says, "Well, who will I be?" And he says, oh, "Well, God. you'll be my, you'll be my queen." And I'm like, "These these no, guys suck." No, that was gross, that's, gross, gross, that's gross, gross. Basically, what I expected from Tom Sizemore, though. I mean, yeah. I gotta be honest. <laughs> I mean, he's he's meant to be a pig. Yeah, yeah. Which which where, is where the dumb. movie won me over, though. 
where the movie won me over though is is Terrence Stamp does his little his little uh, micro monologue about spirituality and faith and whatever. Yes. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, you show your faith that we won't die out here. Fifteen minutes later, <laughs> he's clutching his spleen on the surface of Mars, saying, "Go <laughs> on, true. go on without me." Ding, the ding, sad ding. music plays. Uh-huh. Moises has said the secret word. Spleen is the secret word for this episode. Previously on Red Planet. Previously oh. on Red Planet 15 minutes ago. Remember this thing that he said yeah. 15 minutes yeah, ago? Fly, they, well, in case is, you don't remember it's it. It's a sign of a good movie when they flash back to a scene you just that, saw. That won me over. I went, <laughs> I know exactly what movie I'm watching right now. <laughs> I am in. It's, it's an Anthony Look. Hoffman movie. That's what it is. It is. It is. It's such I mean, a movie. He's, he's got a milieu. There's a gamma ray burst. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Um, radiation, I'll point out, is invisible. But not here it isn't. Uh, instead, everything kind of catches on fire and they decide that they have to launch now because the whole ship is uh, going to launch uh, or, or is going to catch on fire. But but um, and there is a there is a fun, I thought, for the time, a very fun shot where they're in the little ship that's going to land and they pull back from the window all the way out across that I thought was a fun little little uh, bit of a flourish, visual flourish from 2000 CGI. But Carrie and Moss has to stay back and launch them because... You know, isn't that always the way that the button to launch the ship is on the outside? So somebody mm-hmm. has to push it. Um, yep. and, and so and so she does. And an inordinate number of the ship's systems are operated by one single lever that Carrie yes. Ann Moss has yep. to flip back and, back forth, and forth about mm-hmm. 78 times. Well, it's like those flashlights <laughs> that you charge by, by squeezing. And then it blows up uh, then it blows up all the balloons so that it can fall. Like it has literally fallen out of the atmosphere onto the ground. And yet we're supposed to be extra worried about it when it goes down a cliff. I was just like, really? <laughs> like yeah. you fell out of the sky. Well, yeah, Why but are they we scared now for all that. of a sudden? <laughs> And and this movie dares to make fun of Russian space program (laughs) machinery, Mm -hmm. uh, where literally everything the U.S. made to send to Mars catches on fire, explodes, uh, or doesn't work, or tries to kill all of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, basically, uh, if you listen to all of our shows... For all mankind, this is not. Yeah, I, I was going to say <laughs> but it's close. That it's the, so close. It has no, moments. Not really. Not really. No. Uh, the no. the what I thought was weird. So they they bounce around on the little inflatable um, balloons like earlier Mars rovers did, although not the later Mars rovers. Um, but they do that after they've jettisoned their landing gear, which they're going to come down on. Which I'm not. I guess the balloon inflatable balloon thing was a backup. Or something, but it's good they have it because they bounce around mm-hmm. and then go over a conveniently placed cliff <laughs> to bounce around some <laughs> With more. extra uh, conveniently placed sharp rocks to pop some of those yeah, balloons. Yeah, pop, pop some yep. of the balloons. It's, uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's good stuff. Uh, and uh, meanwhile, up in space, uh, Carrie Ann Moss finally does exactly what you should do, by the way, if there's a fire in space, which is vent out all the oxygen because without oxygen there can be no fire and then has Mm -hmm. to begin fixing stuff um oh by the way no moments stopped to be excited about val kilmer tumbling out and being the first man on mars but he is the first person to set uh foot on mars and there they and uh, and our blockheads are down on the planet mars bad news though because terrence stamp oh my spleen it's very injured. I can't go on. My spleen is damaged. They're like, well, I guess we're going to have to leave him here. How does he know it's his spleen? It's, oh, it's a sca- There's a scanner. 
He's got like a cool oh, medical right. scanner. Yes, and, they, that's and right. it goes the spleen. Scanners, X, X, red. The X, scanners were X. pretty cool. That's how you know yeah, the spleen the, image. The scanners, mm-hmm. very advanced. Literally all of their other technology, not, not, not so remotely no. advanced at <laughs> all, all beyond the 1960s. Good spleen scanner there. So it's very much like uh, Val Kilmer's looking around and it's a kind of fun scene. It's like, oh, look, I've got a photo of the of where we're supposed to be and those, those peaks and they're turned around. So it's going to be over there. And they're like, all right, we have to go, but we have to go before we run out of oxygen. We got to get to the base. And uh, mm-hmm. and that's when Terrence Stamp has his big moment of, no, no, leave me. Go on without me. My spleen. I, I can't I can't go on. They're like, I'll just All right. slow you down. OK. I did appreciate that there wasn't a lot of argument, though, that, you know, there's just like a little bit and then they they move along the way that they should have without even the little bit of argument. So mm-hmm. that was all right. Yeah. I feel like something this movie got, though, is like stakes. It's like they're not afraid of stakes because we're, we're practically blowing up the spaceship. We're yeah. breaking your ship. You can't get back. We're starting to kill off characters. Yeah. Our only hope is, the, is getting to the hab, right? Our only hope is getting yeah, to yeah, the exactly. hab. Exactly. And we're down one already. Mm-hmm. It's gone out. Yeah. Oh, it's it's very much horror horror movie construction mm-hmm. here, right? Where you know Absolutely. everybody is going to die except one, right? And short, shortly, shortly after this, the the uh, the drama between two guys who are angry over which one of them has more Twitter followers than the other ends up <laughs> with one of them throwing the other off of a cliff. I mean, th- this is a oh. film that feels like it was made from the treatment as opposed to an actual script, but the mm. beats are kind of okay. I, yeah. Again, I just mm-hmm. I wish real writers had fleshed it out. Yeah, like this was this was a fine, okay-ish movie that could have been really good. And I guess mm-hmm. I I guess I filled in a lot of those blanks myself. <laughs> well, look, if 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 you watch a movie like The Green Slime or Wild Wild Planet, mm. um, or oh, uh, the Green Slime or Destination says, Moon, oh my God. you know, yes, The Green Slime, oh. um, you feel right at home. You feel like somebody finally spent money on the good stuff. Uh, yeah, it's very, it's, and it's very old school. Still, in that way. still managed to come up with some of the most hideous lens flares I've ever seen in my life. Um, <laughs> the outside but, of JJ Abrams, yes. but so uh, the yeah. the uh, yeah. the robot wakes up, but it's it's uh, and fires its drone to go around. We have those on Mars now. We have we have one of those on Mars. It's kind of fun. It's uh, foreseeing <laughs> the future. But the robot is uh, got gonna, it right. Going to try to murder everybody anyway. They find mm-hmm. the hab. Hooray! But it's been destroyed. Boo! What is? How could it have been destroyed? What and, is going on? The mist. Where's the, all the algae? The great mm-hmm. mystery of the missing algae. Oh, that yep. was that was supposed to have oxygenated the planet, but it seems to be gone now. Um, uh, so anyway, they realize they're all going to die. And so our, our, our remaining survivors, and I'll just recap who they are. It's Val Kilmer. It's Tom Sizemore. It's hunky heartthrob Benjamin Bratt. And it's um, the mentalist. CBS is the mentalist. Yes. Um, (laughs) Which is what I thought of him as the whole movie. Yeah, I just (laughs) referred to him as the mentalist. Uh, One of the most successful Australians playing American. So so, so, uh, the mentalist and law and order go off. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) And they have a conversation that gets increasingly unpleasant. At which point the mentalist kicks Benjamin Pratt off a cliff <laughs> to his death. But the yep. first murder I mean, he, on Mars. Yay. He, you could you could see he thought better of it like instantly sure. and tried to save him, but it was it was too late. Now th- here's here's another thing that was ridiculous about it that didn't bother me because I was just in for the ride. But why do they not know how much oxygen is in the air? Why do they think they have to stay in their suits? And like th- that just seems like a real oversight to not measure the mm-hmm. amount of oxygen surrounding I you. Think just assuming that it's not breathable that's and that's the thing like your assumptions are like 
Because there's going to be a scene in a minute, Erica. Shh. I it's know. But it's dramatic. It's dramatic. So Simon Baker, the mentalist, comes back and says, oh, uh, Benjamin Bratt, yeah, he like he died. He killed himself. He jumped. It Totally, he jumped. I tried to stop him, mm-hmm. but uh, not that hard. And he's dead now. And they're like, okay. Okay. Tom Sizemore doesn't believe it for a second. But it, it, and it's really like, well, we're all going to die here anyway, so whatever. Um, whatever. And they and then there's the very exciting scene where they all lose their oxygen. I like that there's the little robot voice in their spacesuit that says put new oxygen canister in now and they're like we don't have any Immediately. Uh, and then and, and it's like oh no i'm gonna die and val kilmer has the moment where he's like well if i'm gonna die i'm gonna die with my face open and not in this helmet and he lifts it off and he goes as as I mean, we all knew I, I several minutes too. before was going to happen because it's the only possible solution in this moment he goes oh I can Cause, breathe. Because otherwise breathe. the movie's done. Mm-hmm. I can breathe. Right. Everybody, literally everybody but Carrie and Moss is otherwise dead. I can breathe. How is it possible? It's a mystery. Now, friends, <laughs> I want to stop for a moment here and say, <laughs> nobody called back to Terran Stamp and told him to lift his helmet, did they? <laughs> or even How better, is oxygen going to well, fix his spleen, even Jason? Better, That's cut, right. Well, yeah, the spleen was just <laughs> slowing him down, though, right? Even better, cut back to Terran Stamp, who lifts his helmet and is like, oh, I can breathe. Oh, guys, I feel uh, better. Guys, anybody? Uh, I'm not Hello? dead anybody? yet. Hello? <laughs> Sorry, Terrence Stamp, yet. you're dead to us. It doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm too busy dying of principles. Yes. Who, who was the first dead guy on Mars? Was it Benjamin Brad or Terrence Stamp? I think we it was We can never Brad. know. Uh, Terrence Stamp might still be there. Maybe yeah. Maybe he opened his helmet. <laughs> And yeah, he's he actually decided to fine. end it, and then he was like, "Oh no, damn! This doesn't kill me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now I'm stuck, and my spleen is still killing me. Oh, oh no!" Carmax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at Carmax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car; you should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. So, okay, uh, NASA calls Carrie Ann Moss and says they're going to send her home. But Amy, the murderous robot dog, uh, finds (sighs) them. They try to shut her down. Uh, but she reacts to this by going into mil- military mode. Uh, mm-hmm. And now we've got our antagonist, which for a movie that strongly suggests that there are, there is like our aliens or some other weird thing happening in the background here, uh, which is kind of an interesting, they kind of go down that route, but not as far as I thought they would. I think it's interesting Same. because then how, how do you up the stakes? And the answer is um, murderous robot dog they- is how. That's the one part of the movie that I absolutely did not need was the the robot. I was just like, to me, Moises's thing earlier about like the the studio exec's kid, like that's what it felt like to me. Like that was a studio note. Like, no, no, no. You need, it's like one of those Doctor Who episodes from nine, the 1970s where it's like, yeah, it's interesting. It's intellectual, but you need some monsters. Let's add a monster. So they threw the robot in there to sort of like take that place. And I was just like, every single beat in this movie would have just been fine without the robot. <laughs> See, I was, I was okay with the robot, but I think it would have been better if we didn't have that little Chekhov's military mode scene on the on the ship above. Right. If it if it was literally landing here knocked its programming out of whack. Yes. But this is just sort of like, 
Oh yeah, we built it in to have this military mode, and oh, you're all doomed. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm gonna and I'm gonna write on you with a marker instead of opening your Oops. <laughs> opening you up with a yeah. knife. But then the Ed Terrid Stamp comes back, and he's like, ha ha ha! Finally, they fell for it. Now they will leave me alone to be king of Mars forever. Ha 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 ha! Uh, uh, they'll never come back. I thought Benjamin Bratt was going to come back from the I bottom of the cliff. I, I was did like, too. when is like he's gone already? A movie this dumb that would next? be that would be the logical yeah, thing to happen. Like, is like I broke yeah. my helmet on the way on the on the way down. Guess what, jerks? I can I'm breathe alive. too. It's like yeah, but you still also <laughs> fell off a cliff. He's like it doesn't. Gravity's lighter, man. I'm going to kill you all. <laughs> Yeah, that was the monster I was waiting yeah, for. Yeah, I, I agree. I was, Or maybe <laughs> he's like, I found this alien and he says you suck too. We're going to kill half you. Martian zombie Benjamin Bratt. Something. Yeah. So, so ghosts of Mars, in other words. Ah, yes. Ghosts of Mars. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this gets us to one of the most uh, unique scenes in this film, I would say, which is the no one will be seated during the low gravity peeing scene. Oh my god! <laughs> oh no, that was like also a, completely gross and unnecessary. What a waste of liquid! Have you never seen any space movies oh. ever? I thought that you too. Save that. It's like you recycle that. They don't. They can't. There's no hab. <laughs> They're all gonna die. I guess. But they they have to pee in low gravity. It's fun. It's it's mm. the most. Uh, what are we gonna put in there for the NFL dads? You know. <laughs> The first, the first peeing on the yard on Mars. It's just the bro. That's the what bros. we need. It's the dudes. It's the bros. I had kind of blocked that out. Thanks for reminding yeah, me. This is yeah. A- Carrie Ann Moss was glad she was not there. Yeah, she was busy uh, igniting the engines up there instead. They they find the Mars Pathfinder. Uh, this is when I wrote down in my notes that this is like the moronic version of the Martian. Um, Val Kilmer's just talking yep. they found a radio they're going to call her he's tossing it away when she calls because finally NASA has gotten the note and said we think that they're talking to you and she tunes them in and then uh, and then Val Kilmer's like oh just as he's about to toss it away he's like oh and brings it back like oh now we can like a yo-yo now we can talk yeah mm-hmm. and uh, and then you know Val Kilmer and Tom Sizemore have a conversation fun to know that they despised each other during the making of this movie and that most of their scenes together involve <laughs> Two one shots that were cut together with or a body double or a body double. Yes. In the background, just slightly so that they didn't have to be near each other. That's a fun thing. Does this happen in all of his movies? Well, apparently like the two of them, the two of them got along well enough that there is footage in his Val documentary that's on Amazon Prime that shows them getting along just fine. So at some point they fell out and then apparently later they 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 patched it up. But. But for most of this movie, they were like, they, like, they, like, I think they tried to punch each other or something. And they're like, all right, oh we're going to keep these guys. Having apart. to be in those, those suits in, uh, in Jordan, I think is where they shot some this. of it. And some of it's in the Australian outback. Australia. Yeah. So yeah. In, in both cases, uh, not exactly no. the climate that you want to be in, in something like cranky. that in, you know, 2000 era air conditioning units means they had like a, a CPU fan in there for like the back of your neck. Yeah. Cannot have been pleasant. Uh, there's a there's more kind of BS dialogue about. Oh, maybe my life's just more mysterious, like Terrence Stamp said. Uh, it's like, <laughs> all right, well, uh, if you spot God, let me know. Otherwise, I'll trust your PhDs. Again, this is sort of like not exactly the dialogue that Matthew McConaughey has in in uh, Contact. <laughs> uh, but they do go again, very much like the Martian. They do are sent to a Russian rocket that has failed to launch, which might be their escape. This is literally the story beats from the Martian. <laughs> So so here's the part that I loved about this. 
they're they're describing oh well there's this russian probe and we found the designer of it he's running a deli deli. in brooklyn yes (laughs) yes that was a great detail do do we ever (laughs) do we ever hear from the guy no No. biggest mistake this movie makes is we never hear from the deli owner russian um uh roscosmos uh scientist yes we, soviet, we should have so, heard from this because this, yeah. this is the fall of the soviet union stuff so it's a fall of the soviet union gag there where he's like he's immigrated now he's got a deli he drives a cab i can't i can't get you into the the probe but i can make you a hell of a ruben well if you get the hey here's the here, well, i don't know why i'm doing that voice but it's like here's the, here's the <laughs> number here, here's number uh put in come home to earth i get you salami sandwich like okay (laughs) all right weird quirk but yeah you're right it is a very quirky thing that is not it's just sort of told in dialogue but it is it is a kind of a quirky thing Um, it's one of the few attempts i feel like to give some actual character to the entire world we don't get a lot of that which i think is why it stands out so much no they saved a lot of money by having very few actors in this movie um the uh or, or character traits we get another flashback here too by the way which is the with kilmer and carrie ann moss and it's very much like remember the unresolved sexual tension remember, remember. i stood too close to you in in the uh, galley that time and, and we just kind of yeah. stared at each other yeah. really really close there was a little bit of banter too the i started well, locking the door after that yep. no you didn't banter Ooh. oh yeah Oh yeah, which again, <laughs> I, I get it, but like it, I, I'm sitting there thinking, that's why that's why Carrie Ann Moss is in this movie. Is <laughs> it's like you got to get back to Carrie Ann Moss, Val Kilmer, because there could be kissing. You got to do it. You got to do it. <laughs> there could be kissing. There could I be just kissing. Like that's kissing. what they say on the radio. Okay. They're like, oh, I should have been kissing you. It's like, yes. Oh, yeah. And, then, and then he's like, I should have been kissing you. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I think yeah. You should have. And then you know he gets back to the ship and they kiss. The end. You know, you know, if I hadn't watched this movie at Kilmis, maybe it would be different because I have been just bathing in Hallmark and Lifetime sure. Christmas movies lately. So <laughs> I think Look, perhaps one I was is primed planet, for this. But a Hallmark movie on Mars, okay? <laughs> right? This is a woman yep. who has left the populated Earth to go off to the <sighs> back country of this other mm-hmm. deserted planet and she meets a hunky guy. Annette, how are you feeling about that idea? <laughs> I actually fully support this. Right? Kilmis, Kilmis needs its version of Hallmark movie, it's and I feel romance. like I accept, I accept this it. Is right. I just, I want it. <laughs> I like many people probably would like to kiss Val Kilmer. So you so, know, movie poster. It. It's a, it's it's Mars, but in the shape of a heart. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, and a little rocket going around it. I mean, it's not going to be worse than the existing one. Yes, mm-hmm. Erica and I will do the smooch version of this episode right after this. All right, great. Yep, we'll talk a lot more about the Delve. relationships. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> In quotes, all one of them. Uh, well, I mean, there's that relationship <laughs> that the mentalist and and Law and Order have. Yeah, I mean, and there is something unresolved there. It you just doesn't know it. doesn't go well. Um, okay. So um, now comes some really good science, uh, or or we get the hint of it. There are little things moving on the ground. Oh my God! There's life. Is there life on Mars? Maybe so. Mm. Uh, but it turns out that we the cold equations is going to be called into effect here. They can only bring back two people in the rock sample container on the Soviet uh, rocket. Uh, an ice storm is moving in, so they find a little cave very conveniently, and the robot begins to stalk them. Uh, Val Kilmer says he will be the one to stay behind and sacrifice himself. He shouldn't himself. have told them at all. No, absolutely. I was, I was like, you fool. You, you creeping fool. Nothing. 
I'll do it. I'll do it. I'll be the. I'll fix it up, and I'll. I'll do that. NASA tells Carrie Ann Moss uh, that she should just come home because they're probably frozen to death. Um, but when they wait, when Valcomer wakes up, the mentalist is running around with the radio, and the dog robot dog is tracking him <laughs> and kills him. Uh, and they're like, "Well, I guess uh, I am coming now." And uh, they resume their walk and discover that they're walking in green. They found the algae, and there it is. There are bugs. <laughs> which are immediately identified as nematodes, which are worms and not bugs. And not bugs. <laughs> not bugs. Honestly, not bugs. honestly, the thing the thing that infuriated so me the most was they're, they're like <laughs> nematodes. Wow. And I'm like, you're supposed to be an actual scientist. How? <laughs> just, how? Just say how? another word. That's the part that gets me. It's just change the word you say. Did they did they did they add the bugs later and the people who made the 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 effects? said oh we didn't want to make worms so we made bugs but we'd already recorded all the dialogue calling <laughs> them worms do not don't you dare blame this on todd vaziri todd vaziri okay. worked on this movie um well i i, I will i will this? no how about this a I producer said no blame on him. a producer said yeah let's change those worms to bugs and the vfx people are like but the script says that they're worms they're like nobody knows what a nematode is they'll I, assume it means a bug I, I, I just want to question. I, I did too. Why is it that SpongeBob SquarePants is more scientifically accurate about nematodes? Uh, well, it's because he <laughs> lives oh, under David. the sea. <laughs> oh, David. I mean, you guys, to be fair, uh, uh, Tom Sizemore also doesn't know how to say genome. He calls it genome. <laughs> genome. <laughs> genome. Genome. It is. A genome named I genome. redesigned the genome. <laughs> a, a genome named uh, Tom. Uh, Stephen and I were laughing about that, and he's like, yeah. "They've probably changed the pronunciation in the next few years." the nematode thing—the nematode thing—really did swing me back around to going. I really think that the, the character I, I I relate to the most, and that I'm rooting for the most, is the robot. Is the now. murderous and robot I just, dog? I just want to see the robot do do what it's needing to do. The bugs, uh, like shoot like out like fireworks and stuff, which is surprising. Uh, they well, apparently I think they just they catch was, fire from the yeah, oxygen. Yeah, they were. Yeah, yep. It was. They have so much oxygen in them. They went off like fireworks. <laughs> like fireworks. <laughs> I they, liked it. They eat algae. Space fireflies. They poop oxygen. Yes. Uh, these are these are green fields they're walking through that apparently again nobody has seen. Not even from orbit do they see the green <laughs> on Mars. It should be pretty. The dark size of Mars. Mm, it's not mm, no it's in a, it's in a crater uh it's it yeah, sure I don't know. science stuff? they didn't they didn't look in that crater anyway tom sizemore says well i'm not gonna make it out of here so i'm gonna light myself on fire <laughs> and he does <laughs> leaving val kilmer the only one left but he's still being tracked by the murderous robot dog and, mm-hmm. and so this is the point where so so sizemore captures two of these nematodes in a tube Yes. And, and, you know, so take tosses, the samples back. He tosses mm-hmm. the oxygen to Kilmer. He tosses the tube and then Kilmer goes off and he's carrying the tube. And I realized this is just a relay race. Mm. That's okay. all this movie is. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Terrence Stamp was the first leg, I guess. Yeah. He was the first. Well, mm. he was the first spleen. Mm. <laughs> uh, the. Also, there's a shot here where the moon is behind him in the shot, and it's weird because like Mars's moons don't look like our moon. That's totally our moon in the shot. Okay, whatever. Uh, He finds the Soviet sample return Cosmos ship. He starts running diagnostics. He needs to drain a little fuel so that he doesn't overshoot. The battery is dead, and he has that moment that I thought was pretty good where he's like, oh, 
I'm going to die on this planet. And I thought, and then you go to robot dog heaven, don't you? That's what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, that's what happens. And they had the conversation. It's like, oh, I should have kissed you. Yes, that's what we that's what this movie's all been about is I should have kissed you. Mm-hmm. But no, no time to think about romance. Amy the murderous robot dog is here. Um, but Val Kilmer is a resourceful space janitor. Mm-hmm. And in another what I thought was a uh a nod to the Martian, I, I realized he's gonna <laughs> science the crap out of burning this robot alive, isn't he? And he does. Mm-hmm. He shoots the robot with a parachute, he uses the drone. Uh, she uses the drone to blow herself up, which is very weird, like for a robot mm-hmm. to be like, I must self-terminate. But that's what the robot in military mode does, I guess, uh, which leads again to the final climactic moment of Val Kilmer on Mars, which is F this planet. <laughs> I, did, I actually I did appreciate it. that. Legitimately. Yep. I funny, love yes. it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, that, that, that was a very human reaction. Yes. And flipping it off. Yep. yep. Love it. Yep. 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 Yeah, but I like I like that he's like I'm gonna hey I'm a space janitor I'm gonna burn this robot this robot's I got I got extra Soviet rocket fuel this robot is gonna pay uh, and then I got I got this I got the return sample return parachute I'm gonna get that robot with that thing and the robot's finally like I give up I just want to die and the drone <laughs> impales the robot and that's the end uh, it's a, just a fun and he keeps calling he keeps calling it sweetie yeah. <laughs> until the very end and yeah. I mean mm-hmm. the, the robot basically says f this planet too and yes you know. indeed so uh lift off we don't get a lot of a lot of this he's he's um there is that thing of like you don't really have any oxygen to speak of but you have to go up into space so is he going to make it is he going to be able to make it in time so that he can still breathe uh carrie Ann moss sees him um she <laughs> tells the computer in not a good line of dialogue she says to the computer <laughs> i need pitch roll yaw I need yep. all the things that you use to <laughs> navigate things. with things. I need thrust, <laughs> rockets, fire, brakes, uh, parachutes. <laughs> I need all the things. Turn on all the things. Anyway, pitch roll, yaw. She go. She has uh-huh. to go to get him in in a moment that I actually thought was a lot of fun. That she she sort of like flies out to go get him. She ha- bring and brings him back, and they smash back into the ship because uh, he's on his little Soviet platform and she can't unhook him. Uh, and then she pulls him off and she has to revive him. We get the classic live, damn it, live moment. <laughs> I love it. Uh, because so and this is, I, I mean, okay. So the, when we say we love all it. Along, people, say, people say that some stories all along were boy meets girl and this one all along was boy meets his boss. Um, <laughs> That's true. So, so yeah. When when I say there's the live damn it live moment, I I think that this comes back to how we judge this movie. Because did I enjoy the fact that there's a live damn it live moment? <laughs> I did. Is yeah. it good? Absolutely no, not. No. It's terrible. Of course not. I, I enjoyed no. that that it was like, of course they're gonna do that, right? Because this is that kind of movie where it's like. Yeah, okay. Anyway, he lives. It turns out that would have been a hell of a way to end the movie. Oh, Val Kilmer Ooh. died on his way back to his home planet. It's too bad. And but so, she got the nematodes. But she, she th- by giving him CPR at the end, uh, that it's was the, that was the miracle. kiss. And it didn't work. Mm. But no, um, he he's alive. He's got the, the nematode samples. He's got a rock for Terran Stamp's granddaughter, because that's a thing that got that mentioned was earlier very on. Sweet. Yeah. That, was, yeah. that was a nice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now they can get to the kissing. Yay! But not before yeah. a narration from Carrie Ann Moss explaining that they went home. The end. And that he was a hero. 
and because saved her. They had yes. they had budget. They had budget for a lot of things, but actually depicting anybody back home no. at all. Mm-mm. Nope. Mm-mm. No, you just uh, can get it voices. be a voiceover over a really crackly radio? I kind of like the purity of it, honestly. Yeah. Like, <laughs> why would true. we add that? I I think so. Um, there's that scene at the end of The Martian. Speaking of The Martian, where he's back on Earth, and on one level it's fulfilling, and on another level it's really weird, right? Because like that's not what the movie is. The movie's not about Earth at all, and it, I I've always thought that was weird. There's that fan edit of it where it's just. Um, Mark Watney on Mars and they take everyone else out that. of it that's actually yeah. kind of cool and I was thinking about it I mean I was thinking a lot about better movies while watching this movie <laughs> but that was something that I thought was was like Red Planet just like with the narration it's all down to like I understand probably it's part it's budgetary too but I like the purity of it it was like no 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 what you get in this yep. is a spaceship and people on a planet that's all you get that's what the movie We're- is hyper focused yeah. on mm-hmm. this this event this this yeah <laughs> whatever the, the this excitement is that's of, what it is whatever yeah. this is it's not getting to mars it's it's not getting home from mars it's not earth it no. is getting from orbit <laughs> to the no. planet and back it's the disaster mm-hmm. slash slasher movie yep. of science fiction right which is the whole point is we put these we meet the characters we put them under pressure we kill them off one by one and then the last, you know, one essentially gets saved by the other one. And that's the end of the movie. And that's all it is. Yeah. People, that's all. Yeah, I was surprised yeah. that, that that anybody else lived. I kind of thought that it would just be Carrie Ann Moss at the end going back to Earth. So it was a little bit of a delightful surprise to discover Very as the alien. movie was going on. Oh, yeah. that I, I, I think I see it now. Val Kilmer mm. is actually going to make it out. That's kind of nice. I, well, and that's what makes it um, the Christmas rom- Kilmus romance uh, instead of like the sad movie. We get that romance and we know what they're going to do the whole time they go back. So kiss, I'm cool kissing. with that. There's lots of kissing. All kissing. Gonna happen. A so much lot kissing. of kissing. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you do have shower. that live damn you moment. Together. And and yeah, it's not good, but it does lead to the Val Kilmeriest line in the movie where he, he, he you know, he's gone. He's dead. Yes. And then he comes back. And and she's like, ah, oh, you're all right. And he goes, I saw Elvis. <laughs> that made me laugh. I was like, okay, yes. I didn't see God. I saw Elvis. <laughs> that Which was is weird because he's been lip. singing a Rolling Stones song the entire yeah. time, not Elvis. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, I think in the credits, I think they try in this movie to make you not realize Val Kilmer is obviously the star of the movie for a while. I don't know how good a job of it they do, but I noticed going in like he's not he's treated as one of the ensemble. They're trying to make they're trying to hide it a little bit as best they can. They they advertise. They promoted the the movie around Val Kilmer and also other people. But the movie it's in the movie. They try to hide it. But yeah, the the way it was promoted, (laughs) undoubtedly. But in the movie, I feel like they try to hide it because they don't want it to be so obvious that he's the one at the end. So they're like, no, no, he's just the schlubby guy. Yeah. Yeah. Because I didn't know. No, but he survives. Gallagher, he I mean, makes it. I mean, it would have been funny. It would have been, well, not funny necessarily, but it would have been kind of kind of a twist to do the Casablanca thing and have him be, you know, okay, he saves everybody, but he sacrifices himself and someone Spoilers else goes off and gets to kiss with Carrie Ann Moss. 
says goodbye on the radio. And then, yeah, Terrence mm-hmm. Stamp comes back, king of mutant, king of Mars. <laughs> My yeah, pain is much yeah, better. Yeah, he's got now. he's got like a nematode on his each shoulder and algae wrapped around his head, and he's like, I have seen God. He lives on yeah. Mars. Stay he tuned is, for Red he Planet He gave me too. this cyborg eye. Green Planet. No, green Planet. Exactly. Yes, you got there. <laughs> oh man. The totally sequel to The Martian Origins: The Beginning. Red Planet to Green Planet, starring uh, yeah, Jason. Terrence like the, yeah. watching the movie, I had the same thought about The Martian, and just talking about it, it it I am I am more steadfast than I already was that this absolutely was Andy Weir's hate fuel for writing The Martian. <laughs> yeah, it, no, it was these right. story beats work, but literally nothing else does. It's too close, <laughs> and, and that that yep. he wrote that about. I mean, or at least he he. I think self-published it like 10 years later. So it's not that far off that he would have, that he would have done it or started noodling about it. I don't know, Jason. I don't know if I can relate to the idea of watching something that makes me so angry (laughs) that I write a piece of media directly in response to it. I don't, I can't, I can't (laughs) understand people like that either. But uh, yeah, it, it, it's really eerie as I was watching. I'm like, Oh wow. Uh, Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, they're going to go use a Mars rover to communicate with earth. Intra- like wait that that's in the martian oh they found a, they found an old soviet probe that they're going to use to ride off the surface of mars okay this is i guess we're doing this it's like yeah it's it's pretty it's pretty remarkable so i i maybe andy weir is on the record as saying that that was the inspiration i don't know but i was certainly taken aback as i was watching it because you know my i have a vague memory of mission to mars uh being a very different kind of movie than this oh, very different um and, and and but I had never seen this one. This one passed me by. Same. Yeah. I have a confession to make. Mm-hmm. I've never seen The Martian. I have intentionally oh. not watched it because it see my Nick is my he will vet things for me and he's like it's too serious. It's too scientific. It's a bit <laughs> slow. And I'm like that is exactly my. Uh, I've never watched Gravity either for the same. I'm like that just looks boring to me. It's, the Martian looks wow. super boring to me. So I'm I'm like apologies to everyone who thinks The Martian is a great movie. I'm sure that it is. I mean, I probably will I mean, never a, watch it. Annette, you basically you, this seen is Warrior Speed. You basically, you basically seen, seen, it. seen it. Yeah, <laughs> you've seen the good. This version. seems like perfect to me. Yeah. This is not good, but it like it. I was never bored. It kept things moving. There was like you know, it just piled like a lot of action on top of it. It was fun to me. It's not good, but I enjoyed it, and uh, that's all I need. Why watch here, The here. Martian when you have Red Planet? Exactly. That's what I'm going with. Would you like corned yeah. beef with that? And Matt Damon and, and Jessica Chastain don't do any kissing. Well, mm. see, that yeah. just like, well, pfft, forget, it. You it. Killed it. forget it. You killed does, it. Does anyone take yeah. a shower in The Martian? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if anything, everyone Probably should Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> One fun thing was... When the movie was over, uh, we were wondering about like the the voices, the voice of Lucille. That's the like I was computer about that on there, one. and there was yeah. something in the credits about like uh, AI voice something something AT and T something something. So I think that was not actually a real voice, but I was looking uh, at the credits from the movie, and the the voice for the spacesuits is actually the same guy who did the Codex narration from the Mass Effect mm-hmm. series. And I listened to literally every single Codex entry. So I was like, ah, that's why that sounds familiar. Because I'm that <laughs> nerd who wants to read the entire dictionary in my video games. <laughs> well, I can't find any proof of Andy Weir's uh, uh, dreams mm. here because, of course, uh, every other than to. 
other than literally <laughs> everything on the screen. Well, I mean, I just other, you can't search for the phrase red planet because people just use that to refer to Mars in articles about the Martians. So I can't really right. quite do that. Mm. But like, come on, we all know it. We all know it. Uh, what Except else is me. there to say about Red Planet? <laughs> it was uh, like, like I said, it, it, it's a bad movie, but I don't hate it. I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't find it as interesting and weird in some ways as something like the Island of Doctor Moreau, because that mm-hmm. is just so. Oh, that's beyond beyond yeah. anything, and this is just this is just a a, a supremely dumb movie <laughs> in. So in in uh, the flop house parlance, I mean, you could say it's a good bad movie because it was fun. I I would kind of shift it to it's a dumb smart movie as opposed to a smart dumb movie. That's a different thing, right? Real genius is a smart dumb movie. This is a dumb smart movie because mm. it's more dumb than smart. I got but, so lost in that I, I feel dumb I now. Uh, it's spookily <laughs> storifying or scarily stupefying. Yeah, exactly. I don't know what it. Is yeah, it's, I mean, it's a fine line. I think it's a it's, I, it's entertaining. I mean, look, it's in, a good in, bad movie. In, yeah. in, in I mean, in the in the Kilmus canon, I mean that's 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 a, a a categorization scheme of its own. But in the bad stuff happens in space uh, canon, Event Horizon, uh, a more epic uh, uh, movie of its type that is considered by many people to be bad, but I find wildly entertaining because of how incredibly unhinged it is. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie makes Michael Bay's Armageddon look like an epic space opera. Oh, yeah. yeah. I would watch this before Armageddon 20 times. I, I would watch oh, it. Uh-huh. Yeah, 20 times. Exactly. Uh-huh. 30 times but, before I'd watch it but, once. Yeah. But it, is, but it is radically, radically more entertaining than, than Armageddon. Even the most entertaining bits of Armageddon uh, do not match the heights of Red Planet. And yeah. I, just found, I just found an article in Esquire that does talk about his inspirations for it. I can't find anything about Red Planet, mm. but... The six million dollar man episode Death Probe, which is about a robot probe from space that attacks okay. Steve Austin. But we know that was one of his inspirations. We know now. We've seen it. The jig is up, Andy Weir. Yeah, we yeah. know you were mm-hmm. you're busted. Oh, yeah. Inspired by mm-hmm. Chuck Farrer, Jonathan Lemkin, and Andy Anthony Hoffman's <laughs> masterpiece from two thousand. Red t-shirt. I, I sincerely hope that like a DVD commentary exists for this movie because now I want. To seek it out. Oh, yeah. you want to you want to go to dog heaven? Is what you're saying? Yeah, I, I, I want to. I want to go to <laughs> space dog, dog heaven. heaven. Space robot dog heaven. And talking about Val Kilmer again, I just want to. I want to say it again. Like, I think one of the reasons this we give this movie as much credit as, like, way more credit than it deserves, in my opinion, mm-hmm. is Val Kilmer and Carrie Ann Moss. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. they're both they're charismatic. Really good. She's, charismatic. she's coming right off of of the Matrix. He is doing his good Val Kilmer performance here. He's mm-hmm. doing his light touch, uh, smart ass, real genius kind of Val Kilmer here, which he doesn't with always do. a little do. bit of humility. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. He's, sure. He's grown a little. Sure. Well, I mean, yeah. And getting, and getting uh, crashed on the surface of Mars will do that to a person too. But yes. And, yeah, and she's giving it her all. I, I really liked her even when the dialogue was dumb. I thought she was doing a really good job. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's alone most of the time. Yep, like yeah. she's off acting well, by herself almost that whole movie. Yeah, I I think the escalation uh, on the surface is interesting because y- you get that point where it's like, well, they're all dead. Like, there's no way they can make it, and then they're like, no, but we can get to the hab, and they get to the hab, and it's like, oh, but it's gone, so mm-hmm. we're all there's dead. No 
and then so now we're all and, dead. and then after Benjamin Brad is pulled off pushed off a cliff, they open the open the the suits and they're like, "Oh, I can breathe." But we have no water and food, so we're all dead, right? Like, I, I think that the structurally, that's kind of a, a fun structure for a movie yeah. because they, I mean, they don't really deal with it as much character-wise as I kind of wish I would see from them, but this is not a high drama or anything like that. It's yeah. it's still, but it pushes the story along where they're like, they always have another thing. It's like, well, we could try this and we could try this. And and that moment at, at the end where Val Kilmer is like, I'm going to die on this stupid planet is that moment <laughs> of like, I feel like I've exhausted everything. And then he, re- and then the, uh, he realizes that the robot is there to kill him. And he's like, all right, well, I got one more thing I can do. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can I can steal the because the idea is he's going to steal the battery out of the robot and that's the thing he needs to ignite the ship and he does so he ends up sciencing his way out of it after all but it, he gets to that point where it feels like once again all opportunity has been exhausted and that's a that's a neat trick for for again a movie that's not not good it's uh, not good it's yeah. got it's and got some nice tricks in it it really does yep somebody should write it's a book about good. it it's adapted it, into a this, movie this movie this movie is not good it's excellent <laughs> I did go and look live damn you. Be- because I was, I was curious when you know I read that all the reviews suck except for Roger, Roger Ebert. Ebert, and he and he gave it three stars. And the way he describes like the very end of it, he says the story's strong point isn't psychological depth or complex relationships, but brainy scientists trying to think their way out of a box that grows smaller every minute. And they, I kind of like that. Mm-hmm. I don't know how brainy they are, but it, but yeah, that they're is not brainy. No, the brainy the scientists. Two of them only describe two of the scientists. The, the, box, yes. the box keeps getting smaller. It's true. He also really liked. He liked that there was a robot, and he liked that the um, he he liked the well, he the fact that. that the aliens explode like fireworks. He thought that was a a visually yeah. interesting uh, thing, and it, yeah, it's true. I, I disagree on the robot, but I totally agree on the firework nematodes. <laughs> yeah, that was it was a lovely. Well, a lovely the way shot. he put the way he puts it is for for a thumbs up review, right? Three stars. The way Ebert, oh God, I love I love that guy. Uh, the way he describes Amy <laughs> is a robotic tracker and warrior that has, alas, not been programmed nearly carefully enough with Asimov's three laws of robotics. <laughs> yes, I, I like that line too. <laughs> Well said. <laughs> yeah, why did we do that? Why is there a military mode? Well, Jason, I think I think that uh I think that choosing to do this as the one Kilmus movie uh this year and also in tribute to the successful return of Artemis 1. Um I think I think was was very poetic of you uh to to cheer uh our our space program's success <laughs> by by celebrating it with this movie. Well, you're welcome, America. <laughs> They saved the world. <laughs> they so. are saved by the first Mars rover. So it's true. Mm-hmm. Am, am yeah. I, I am hope. I remembering right or wrong that we did the real genius commentary this year? Oh, it might have been I, last year. Might have been last year. Just last year. Uh, wasn't you know, it counts. Oh, probably. Yeah, maybe. Probably well, so. The, you know, Red, Red Planet's all the Kilmus you deserve this year. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. We've been bad. It's yeah, it's a know. wonderful Kilmus. Yeah, Kilmus is a holiday devoted to the celebration of actor Val Kilmer. It originated in the early 1990s. Soon after Kilmer rose to fame for his role in the blockbuster film Top Gun, fans mm-hmm. of the actor quickly began to gather on December 24th, the day before Christmas, 
to pay tribute to his career and accomplishments. Over time, Kilmas has grown into a full-fledged holiday with fans gathering in public spaces and online to exchange gifts and messages, watch Kilmer's films, and share their admiration for the actor. In recent years, Kilmas has gained popularity among a wider audience, with people from all walks of life joining in the celebrations. Today, Kilmas is celebrated around the world with fans coming together to pay tribute to Val Kilmer and his enduring legacy in the world of entertainment. Despite its somewhat humble beginnings, Kilmas has become a beloved holiday for many and continues to be celebrated with enthusiasm and joy. <laughs> Did Amy and, write that? <laughs> and, all, and all the Who's gathered around and sang their Kilmas songs. And, and by the way, so Moises, you are, you are right, actually. It was May of this year that uh, Incomparable Members, by the way, just to put in a plug, got our mm-hmm. commentary track uh, for Real Genius, which was me and Steve, Annette, Moises, Glenn, David. Uh, and not John Syracuse. And not John Syracuse. <laughs> <laughs> Uninvited. Yeah. I was going to say he wasn't even invited. He was, was not he? invited. He was no. specifically not invited. Mm-hmm. Uh, any final thoughts uh, on as we wrap up Kilmus for this year about Red Planet? I'm just I'm I'm still flabbergasted that I I <laughs> signed up for yet another uh, rocket surgery, oh. thinking, well, this is a movie I've been curious about for a long time, and just really had fun for a change there have been times where i didn't even make it onto the podcast and i watched some crap yeah and here i am it is it is truly truly a kill miss miracle you you know what this means erica is that that means we're going to get you to watch another uh uh-huh. rocket surgery and you're going to mm-hmm. be cur- cursing us again like how do they trick me into Maybe? this and it's like well we got because red planet that's what did it the, yep and it will be val kilmer's fault mm-hmm. and carrie ann moss I'm the opposite to Erica because I actually think that I, I've done enough rocket surgeries where I've realized I just really like movies that aren't that good. And I think about <laughs> the island of Dr. Moreau like all the time. Oh, and I was just like, think about it. But also the other one I think about is I can't remember the name of it, but it was the guy who wore jeans and he was like karate and there was a cult and the hot oh, dog kill and guy. kill again. Yeah. I'm like, I mm. love that movie. And so I'm just like, hot I dog. think I just like no. bad movies. <laughs> yeah. We are different people. <laughs> yes. I mean, we, I, I watched this last night with my 18 year old and, you know, and we're watching, we get to the end of the movie and we looked at each other and we're like, we were cheated out of a real rocket surgery movie. That was pretty okay. Mm, pretty we okay. We wanted bad. <laughs> we wanted really bad. For reference, David meant his 18 year old scotch, not a child. <laughs> 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 oh, uh, you well, know, okay. it, it, it's not often that I that I see disliking most, if not all, of the characters in a movie as a negative. Um, <laughs> uh, um, but but in this case, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed not really caring about any of these people um, that you much. Like seeing them die. Uh, yeah, Basically. I, you're 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 rooting for the murderous robot that they probably shouldn't yeah. have sent on a trip to Mars. Yeah, the mentalist went mental. Robot dog kills him. That's a good movie. Mm, metal is my metal. All right. I'm going to wrap up Kill Miss for this year, but we, maybe we'll be back next year if we can figure out what to do. But until then, I want to thank my guests for withstanding this movie that actually was kind of fun to watch. Uh, David J. Lore, thank you. I really hate this planet. <laughs> Annette Weirstra, thank you. Uh, I didn't fall off a cliff, so we're going to call this a success. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moises Chuyan, thank you. Here's to Val Kilmer, a true delight. Merry Kilmas and a happy new year too. And Eric Ensign, thank you. Merry Kilmas to all and to all a good night. That's right. And I hope you all get a kiss 
under the mistletoe like Carrie Ann Moss and Val Kilmer are doing on that spaceship and that you don't have a horribly injured spleen. (laughs) Until next, Kilmus. Thanks for listening. Goodbye.